Our loving Heavenly Father, you are our Creator. You are our Father. You are our Redeemer and a Savior. You loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son to die on that cross so you can inherit the kingdom of God. Dear Lord, we ask that you will be with us throughout this hour. I ask that you will forgive my sin, Lord. You know how sinful I am. Cleanse me with thy son's blood. Cleanse my lips and mouth with the cord that from heavenly sanctuary, Lord. I also pray that you'll be with our congregations to remove the stony hearts from their heart and give them heart of flesh. They will see how wonderful it is to hear your words. This is our prayer in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This morning's message is titled, The Heavenly Messenger. The Heavenly Messenger. <clears throat> My son, the first son, Michael, he caught cold the day before yesterday. And last night he was crying, at least I think twice, around one o'clock, three o'clock. He would not stop crying because he was hurting and just keep coughing for like an hour. So <clears throat> my wife and I, we couldn't really sleep. That's why my voice is kind of um, husky this morning. Um, I hope that um, you bear with me this morning. Come with me to Luke chapter 1. third gospel of the New Testament, Luke chapter 1. There we found a messenger from heaven. Chapter 1, reading from verse 5. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. The Bible says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, or yeah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. Yesterday we heard Pastor Ben's message about how we had so many righteous people in the past. They were blameless and they're perfect before the Lord. Here's another um, examples that we found is a couple were godly and they were fully uh, committed themselves to the Lord. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in ages, years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, 
according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the, the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias, Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people appeared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife shall well stricken in years. And angel answered and said unto him, I am who? Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee this glad tidings. God has how many angels in heaven? Thousand times times one, ten thousand times ten thousand. So many angels. But when God has this glad tiding to Zacharias and Elizabeth, guess who God sent it to him? Gabriel. Gabriel. Let's go to next person. Same chapter, chapter one. Now before we go there, I want to show you through uh, the 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 Ellen White's quotes uh, from Desire Ages. Um, it says, from among the faithful in Israel who had long waited for the coming of the Messiah, the forerunner of Christ arose. The aged priest Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were both righteous before God. And in their quest and holy lives, the light of faith shone out like a star amid the darkness of those evil days. To this godly pair was given the promise of a son who should go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Next slide. To the question of Zacharias, the angel said, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee this glad tiding. Five hundred years before, Gabriel had made known to Daniel the prophetic period, which was to extend to the coming of Christ. The knowledge that the end of this period was near had moved Zacharias to pray for the Messiah's advent. Advent. Now the very messenger through whom the prophecy was given had come to announce its fulfillment. John the Baptist went forth in the spirit of power of Elijah to prepare the way of the Lord 
and to turn the people to the wisdom of the just. He was a representative of those who live in these last days, to whom God has entrusted sacred truth to present before the people, to prepare the way for the second appearing of Christ. John was a reformer. The angel Gabriel, directed from heaven, gave a discourse upon health reform to the father and mother of John. He said that he should not drink wine or strong drink, and that he should be filled with the Holy Ghost from his birth. That was John the Baptist, and the message, the glad tidings that was given to his father and mother. Let's go to the next person. Chapter 1, book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says, in the, in the sixth month, the angel, who? Gabriel, was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her, unto her, and said, Hail, thou, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the th throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then saith Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy things which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mary was a humble young lady, lived in a small town, known as a wicked and terrible city in Israel. That's why when, when people heard Jesus was from Nazareth, they were like, what good thing can come out from this city? But yet, God found this young lady and planned a baby in her womb. The 4,000 years that people since the Adam and Eve fell, they were waiting for the Messiah to come and deliver them from their sins. And in this special message, God had picked who? Angel? Gabriel.
to deliver this message. In book, again, Desire of Ages, page 98, Zacharias well knew how to Abraham in his old age a child was given because he believed him faithful who had promised. How was Abraham when he had his son? When he, he was 100 years old, right? But of a moment, the aged priest turns his thought to the weakness of humanity. He forgets that what God has promised, he is able to perform. What a contrast between this unbelief and the sweet childlike faith of Mary, the maiden of Nazareth, whose answer to the angel's wonderful announcement was, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. God had sent this special message and planned to this young lady. And not just any ordinary angels, but he sent Gabriel. Let's go to another example. Come with me to Daniel chapter 9. Book of Daniel, chapter 9. Book of Daniel, chapter 9, we find a prayer of Daniel. You know, we know that Daniel is a man of prayer. He prayed three times and he goes, he got into trouble, right? And he was thrown into the lion's den. Chapter 9, verse 1, it says, the, In the first year of Darius, the son of Aesuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the rim of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the words of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord, God, to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And then from verse 4 goes his prayer. And all his prayer was about asking forgiveness for his own sins and his people's sins. In this verse 14 or 15, Bible verse in his prayer, he mentioned us or we 38 times in verse 14 verses, 14 verses. Indicates that how he wants to relate, how he present Israelites and his own people. We studied during our seminars that one of the conditions that in order for us to receive the seal of living God is how? In Ezekiel chapter 9, sigh and mourn for the sins of Jerusalem. Something to think about. 
Let's go to chapter 9, verse 19. This is the end of the prayer, end of his prayer. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defeat not, defer not. For thine own sake, O my God, for the city and thy people are called by thy name. And, I, and while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sins of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountains of my God. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man, Gabriel, whom I had seen in the visions at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly what beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. And he explains about the 70 weeks prophecies and how the beginning of 2,300 year prophecy would start. I want to share this quotation. It says, in answer to his petition, Daniel, not only the light and truth which he and his people most needed, but a view of the great events of the future, even to the advent of the world's Redeemer. Those who claimed to be sanctified while they had no desire to search the scriptures or to wrestle with God in prayer for clearing understanding of Bible truth, know not what true sanctification is. Daniel was a devoted servant of the Most High, his long life was filled up with noble deeds of service for his master. His purity of character and unwavering fidelity are equaled only by his humility of heart and his contribution before God. He repeat the life, we repeat, the life of Daniel is an inspired illustration of true sanctification. The next one we found in Desire of Ages Page 99, the words of the angel, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, show that he holds a position of high honor in heavenly courts. When he came with a message to Daniel, he says, There is none that holdeth with me in this thing, but Michael, your prince. Wonderful thought that the angel who stand next in honor to the Son of God is the one chosen to open the purposes of God to sinful men. Who was Daniel? Uh, who was Gabriel? He was a second highest after the prince Michael, right? Michael, we know this, Jesus. So when Satan fell, the Lucifer, when he was cast out. The Gabriel became the first in command among the angels. And when God 
saw Daniel pleading and praying for his people, he sent special messengers to Daniel. I don't know if you see the full picture, but can you imagine out of all the angels, God picked the best of the best to deliver this wonderful news about the Savior to be born. And also how the heavenly sanctuary will be cleansed. Of course, Daniel did not understand that. But it's given through the Gabriel. I found that fascinating. Let's go to Revelation chapter 1. Book of Revelation chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified by what? His angel unto his servant, John. Go to chapter 19, the same book, chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19, verse 9, the Bible says, And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Verse 10, And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am the fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Do you know who this angel was? Desire, it just page 234. It was Gabriel, the angel next in rank to the Son of God, who came with the divine message to Daniel. It was Gabriel, his angel, whom Christ sent to open the future to the beloved John. And a blessing is pronounced to those who read and hear the words of the prophecy and keep the things written therein. Therefore, it is the prophets who that the testimony of Jesus and the angel who appeared to John is evidently the special messenger who convey instruction to how many prophets? All the prophets, doubtless the angel who? Gabriel, who is mentioned as having appeared to Daniel. Did you catch that? Every generation throughout the history, God has sent prophets 
after prophets, reminding his people, return to God, return to him, come to him, understand his commandments and his statutes. And God sent not any kind of angels, but who? Gabriel, to help his prophets to understand this great good news. My last, actually, second last Bible verse is found in Revelation chapter 14. Book of Revelation, chapter 14. <coughs> chapter 14, 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. Stop right there. Who is the angel? Fly in the midst of heaven. Who is the angel? The word angel basically means what? Messenger. And this, the solemn, the everlasting gospel will be preached by a certain angel. Is he Gabriel? Can you imagine Gabriel flying over Kuala Lumpur saying, Fear God! Give blood. You know, how does the angel look like? Come with me to Matthew chapter 27. I'm sorry, 28. Chapter 8, 28. Verse 1. Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the, what? What? The tomb, right? And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from the heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment why it was as? Can you miss lightning? Can you? Now, some of you probably like, don't like lightning and thunders, but I love it. I love the lightning and thunder so much because it's so powerful. Did you know that one lightning, one lightning can light up the city of New York for 14 years? Is that powerful? Oh, yes. But the angel of the Lord if you read the spirit prophecy, guess who this angel was? The one who came and tell Jesus, Son of God, come forth. Your father called thee. That was the same angel who spoke to Daniel, all the prophets, prophets in the 
Old Testament, including New Testament prophet? John the Revelator. That was also Gabriel who brought this wonderful message and command. And his appearance was like what? Lightning. Can you imagine Gabriel flying over like this great city, Kuala Lumpur, Melbourne, Sydney, Seoul, Tokyo, New York, LA, San Francisco. Can you imagine people will listen and shocked and believe, right? That's why not? With his appearance, the glorious appearance. But the three angels' message was given to us another messenger. Maranatha, page 17. This message, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 and 7, is declared to be a part of the everlasting gospel. The work of preaching the gospel has not been committed to angels, but has entrusted to men. Holy angels have been employed in directing this work. They have been charged the great movements for the salvation of men. But the actual proclamation of the gospel is performed by the servants of Christ upon the earth. Faithful men who were obedient to the prompting of God's spirits and the teachings of his word were to proclaim this warning to the world. It amazed me, us, like all of us, we should be amazed. How did God call you and me and to the remnant of this church to proclaim the third three angels' message instead of let him choose the angel Gabriel? Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23. But we preach, who? Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your callings, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised. Has God chosen ye and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye 
in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. When I was 15, I took the GED course, which is a um, you know, high school course that you just have to prepare the exam and pass the exam that they will give you the high school diploma. So after I had that, when I was 15, I was just chilling out at home. One day my grandfather came and said, MC, I'm getting old. I think he was about 87, 88 years old. I have a farm in the country. I want you to come and help me. As a 15 years old boy, I had no desire whatsoever to go to the country. But I saw tear in his eyes and it moved my heart. I said, oh, poor guy. At the age of 87, he has to farm and work so hard. Okay, I'll just go there for a couple of months and give moral support. Didn't know that it's going to be five or six more years that I'm going to be stuck in that countryside. It was so country, we had only three bus. Six o'clock in the morning, basically picking up the students. And then around four o'clock, and then seven o'clock. If you miss the bus, you have to walk at least two hours to go to the nearest village. So you have nowhere to go. There's no store, there's no market, nothing there but the forest and the farm field. At the age of 15, I was dying there. <laughs> we didn't have tractor like nowadays. It was 1990 when, we went, when I moved with my, moving with my grandparents. We had this, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a farm tour that you just use it to till the ground. We had about five acres, and we till, my grandfather and myself, we till the, the whole field by hand. Every spring, every fall. And of course, it takes weeks to till the ground. And few months later, I realized I have no purpose in my life. I'm stuck here. I can't go anywhere but to work. And something about my grandfather, he thinks the farming is the best thing on earth. I'm like, no. I want to go out and enjoy the world. I, want, I miss my friends. I want to sing and, you know, have fun with my friends. But somehow, 
I was kept there for six years. I'm telling you, it was long six years. But at the end of the six years, I started to enjoy the beauty of farming. And I also enjoy the nature. I started to see the beauty of God in different plants and flowers and trees. How they testify of Him. And I start singing in the forest. I'll bring up my choir book, choir, you know, music book from the middle school and go up there and sing from page one to page. 120 or 130, and then come down and also farm again. But I made commitment to God. I said, Lord, you know the GED that I passed, the minimum point of the GED was 60. If you pass the, you know, the, the, the number altogether, I think that I had to take, I think, eight or nine different subjects. And this subjects, the, 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 how do you call it, the round number has to be 60. Or the minimum was 40, but if you just, you know, put together and come up with the 60, then you'll pass. Guess what point I gave? 60. I wasn't smart. So working in the farm, not really good in academics, I thought, I'm, in good, I'm not in good use. And that time, I thought, I'll be stuck probably forever in this farm. But I did make this commitment to the Lord. Lord, I'm happy to, be to, happy to be here. I'll enjoy farm, and I'll support my grandparents. And I'll do what you want me to do. But if you want me to do something different, then I'm also open. And that was 1995. And 96, God sent me to the United States to be trained. I went through the college and universities to seminaries. And since then, God has been using me to proclaim this wonderful gospel around the world. We have many preachers here. I know a few of them. I know their past. And like me, many of them, they were struggling young people. They had addiction to different forms, even myself. I share with my, uh, my beloved brothers and sisters at my um, seminary, seminars in the room three, that I was struggling with movies. I, 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 I watched the whole movies on that small store. There was nothing else to watch. I would watch two or three movies every day, minimum. Or I watched like three days. I have a time that I went to my cousin's house. We watched movies for three days. Eat, watch movie, 
eat, watch, no sleep. So my mind is so filled with unholy things. And I had to struggle for so many years. And even now, you know, when I pass certain places, when I see certain people or certain songs, it reminds me of those scenes, the wicked, evil scene. And I have to ask the Lord, please, Lord, remove those pictures away from me. I know a guy who was bullied, but when he surrendered his life, he became a preacher. I know a gang member who used to be. And because he committed his life to Jesus Christ, now he's an evangelist and preaching this three angels' message. I know for myself. I'm the least of the least to stand before you. And I, when, when, when Brother David, David Ng, called me this, this summer, and he says, MC, can you come to Malaysia and share your message and seminar? I'm like, are you serious? Are you, are you calling MC Shin or are you calling someone else? But because I made this promise that God, if you send me anywhere and ask me to preach, I will speak to your people. Not because I'm worthy. I hate, I don't like speaking in public, period. I don't like singing in front of people. But, but I do that because I'm doing it for the Lord. Amen? If you, my friend, if you give your energy and your youthfulness, your creative knowledge and all this enthusiasm and passion, God can use you in a mighty way that angel cannot do. You know why God chose us to proclaim the three angels' message? Because angels never sinned before. They do not understand how to overcome, how the guilt and the sin brings us to us. And how we, by grace, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome and share the everlasting gospel with our experience. There is power in there. And that's why God has chosen you and me over the angel Gabriel. Last quotation. God's faithful messengers are to seek to carry forward the Lord's work in His appointed way. They are to place themselves in a close connection with the great teacher that they may be daily taught of God, they are to wrestle with God in earnest prayer for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, that they may meet the needs of the world perishing in sin. How many power? All power is promised 
those who go forth in faith to proclaim the everlasting gospel. How many of you want to be the messengers for the Lord this morning? How many of you want to go and proclaim the gospel with all power that is guaranteed by Heavenly Father? I pray this morning that all of us will make that commitment. Lord, I am not worthy. I am sinful. But cleanse me and change me to become like your son, Jesus Christ. And then I will proclaim this gospel, trusting you that you will empower me with your Holy Spirit. And I will do my best to help my brothers and sisters to experience the changing power of gospel. Let's pray, shall we? Our loving Heavenly Father, this morning, we learn from Scripture that you have sent your special servant, Gabriel, to show and teach the prophets throughout the ages and to Mary about the soon coming of this new baby, the Anointed One, to Zacharias and Elizabeth, the birth of John the Baptist, who, go, who will go forth and prepare the ways of the Lord. And now this morning we realize the three angels' message, the everlasting gospel, is given to us to proclaim throughout the world that we can prepare your soon return. Lord, we are not worthy. We are the weak ones of this world. We are call ourselves foolish. But because you have called us through your son Jesus Christ and redeem us, we want to commit ourselves to you, Lord. We want to surrender everything to you that you can use us to finish this sacred work, Lord. I pray that you will be with the young people and young in heart who raised their hand this morning to be part of this movement that through our ministry many people will see Jesus Christ through us, Lord. This is our prayer in Jesus this media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.